Harbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. We have uh, much to get to, including uh, Mark Houck cleared of uh, charges. The Justice Department, the DOJ, which is not investigating uh, acts of violence perpetrated against Catholic Church and uh, uh, pregnancy crisis centers around the country, they decided to go after Mark Hout. He is an abortion protester. He's outside of a clinic in Philadelphia. This old guy who they always see there who's foul-mouthed and, uh, and uh, uh, verbally violent, uh, apparently went a little too far with Hout's uh, son, and uh, Mark Hout pushed him to get away from my son. The guy fell down. The feds got a, got a hold of this, even though the guy who got pushed out didn't even show up in court. The feds raided Mark House's house home, terrified his family. We're going to throw him in jail for up to 11 years. And uh, a jury said, you're high. You're out of your mind. So to the DOJ, uh, your day's coming. Your day of reckoning is coming, Mr. Uh, Mr. Merrick Garland uh, and this... Uh, this malfeasance will uh, will ultimately uh, not go unpunished. Uh, real quick, and it's kind of interesting. Um, what's the running joke about uh, Congress? What what is a running joke about when you think of people, politicians? What do you generally think? What's the first thing you think of when you think of politicians? What's one word that you usually describe politicians uh, with? Is it uh, liar? Yeah, it's generally liar, right? I mean, liars, the thieves, whatever the hell they call them. And, and they, you know, we all know that the federal government, at least now we really know that the federal government is corrupt and it's really, really, really coming out. And there's this guy named George Santos. He was just elected uh, uh, to Congress in New York and nobody vetted him, apparently. Apparently he liked to lie a lot. Which normally, I mean, not a big deal to lie about. Because so, you had like, uh, what, Elizabeth Warren, she lied about her heritage for years. She uh, even uh, parlayed that into a uh, teaching position at Harvard. Uh, let's see, uh, what else? Oh, uh, Adam, Adam uh, Schiff, he lied about Russia collusion with Donald Trump forever, even though was, uh, he was on the Intel Committee and he knew about it. He was one of the biggest liars, you know. But apparently uh, everybody wants to go after George Santos because he lies. Kevin McCarthy says, well, I mean, if he did something that broke the law, yeah. Otherwise, you, 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 if anything, lying in Congress, probably a resume builder. But uh, uh, apparently George Santos was going to step back from two committee assignments he received from the House of Representatives because he lies. This is our George Santos, Liz Warren theme song. She's a liar, too. They want George Santos' resignation. This is uh, Jim Gossett, by the way. Yeah. But what about Liz and the Cherokee Nation? She even did a cookbook. Put a recipe in it. About her heritage, she lied. Pow wow chow. Native American recipes. And still the fake news <laughs> took her side. The biggest fraud you ever saw. Liz made her husband call her squaw. Cherokee <laughs> <laughs> <Jerky> people, <laughs> Liz ain't that kind. She lost her soul. She lost her George Santos said some things untrue. It was a lie, too, by the way. 
But Elizabeth Warren did it too. Did it too. Biden too. Blumenthal too. So a uh, pro-life protester arrested at gunpoint by the FBI found not guilty of face charges by the uh, federal government. Uh, pro-life protester arrested at gunpoint, um, 48-year-old Mark Houck was charged by the Justice Department with trying to injure, intimidate, and interview with a volunteer escort at Planned Parenthood Elizabeth Blackwell Center Health Center in Philadelphia. Houck admits shoving 70 more, 72-year-old Bruce Love to the ground, but Houck says he only did it because Love had been harassing his young son. Houck's wife said that Love told her son inappropriate and disgusting things for many weeks before the altercation. That's what the left does, by the way. Uh, U.S. District Judge Gerald Pappert had previously opined that the prosecution on the basis of the FACE Act seemed to be stretched a little thin here. Pro-life activists across the nation were outraged when Hoke was uh, arrested in the early morning by FBI agents reportedly by two dozen. Some worried the case might have a serious effect on religious liberty. And uh, and they should be concerned about it because our our federal government, the uh, the DOJ, has been completely weaponized. We have people, January 6th protesters, who've been in jail for over 700 days with no trial. Denied uh, toiletries, denied counsel, denied visits. That's the Bastille. This won't end well for those in power. Here's the story about Mark Houck getting acquitted. Time breaking moments ago, a verdict in the trial of an anti-abortion activist facing more than a decade in prison after a confrontation outside a clinic. Mark Meredith is live in Washington with more on the breaking details. Mark. Trace, good afternoon to you. Well, moments ago, we heard from the legal team representing Mark Houck, who, as you mentioned, is the pro-life activist who was facing federal charges of violating something known as the Federal FACE Act, or the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances. This is video from last week as he was arriving at a Philadelphia courthouse at the start of his trial. And as we talked about moments ago, his legal team told Fox News that they were thrilled with the outcome upon learning that he had been acquitted of both charges. Right now, there have been dozens of cases where pro-life Pregnancy crisis centers have been firebombed. This is the case of an aggressive, left-leaning advocate advocate going after a kid and a dad saying, get the hell away, pushing him down. And the DOJ decides to go to his home. Jack-booted thugs! 25 to 30 of them, multiple vehicles, arms drawn. Take him out and arrest him in front of his family. This is ridiculous. This is in America. Here is Mark Houck and his attorney talking about what happened to him. He was well away from the entrance. And the FACE Act, the federal act that they charged here, is about access to the clinics. It's not about dealing with issues down the sidewalk. And this issue should have been in the municipal court. It actually was. And the municipal court threw it out huh. because Mr. Love wouldn't show up for trial. So right here today, what we did was win a big victory for the pro-life movement against the Biden administration. They were trying to... No, no, it's a victory for a group of people who are so politically motivated and uncaring and have abandoned their humanity so much that they would put a, an innocent man in jail 
for 11 years and watch his children grow up without him. That's how evil these SOBs are. And I'm talking about Merrick Garland, and I'm talking about the people who would perpetrate this crap. And that includes the people who put on the uniform and carry out the orders. Sorry, if you do this, if you raided Mar-a-Lago, you need to be held accountable for it. You cannot just follow orders. We've heard that in the past. I got a uniform. I got to follow orders. Here's a little bit more from uh, Mark Houck's attorney and Mr. Houck. They're pro-lifers from coming out on the sidewalks and being active. Biden, that DOJ sent their best prosecutor, the, the top guy for face prosecutions from Washington to help deal with this case in Philly. And that jury, once we finally got it seated fully, uh, took about an hour to find Mark not guilty on all charges. Uh, we, we've had many encounters over the years. Uh, it's been about 20 years that I've been out there. It's the first time he's really overstepped his bounds. Uh, with and my son really was the the bait for him. And uh, he, you know he says all he he throws all sorts of insults, vulgarity at me and my son. And uh, you know I, I usually just let it flow off my back like a duck. Yeah, normally if somebody is uh, getting close to your kid, screaming profanities at your kid, I'm going to knock you on your ass. And that's what happened. And the feds decided to get involved because they'd been waiting for Mark Houck. He'd been on the radar for a very long time. And there were people in our government who were down with putting this man in jail and his son growing up without him. These people are evil people, man. <laughs> these people these people are really, really evil. Here is Mark Houck's wife talking about the raid at their house. Um, it, ha it had to have been 20, 25, 30. I mean, uh, we have a large property. Um, my entire front yard, um, you could barely see it. It was covered with at least 15 um, big trucks and cars. And there were, uh, you know, like I said, 20, 25, 30 uh, men, women, this sounds kind of like Roger Stone's home raid or Peter Navarro being arrested at uh, at the airport in Washington, D.C., even though he lived just down the street from the FBI. You know, that's almost like the uh, the DOJ uh, being weaponized against uh, conservatives. Oh, yeah, it's happening. Completely in jackets with shields and helmets and guns, and they were behind cars. It was, I mean, something I never would expect to see on my front lawn. Here is uh, Mark Houck's attorney, Peter Bream, uh, from the Thomas More Society talking about what happened in court. It was thrown out. I mean, literally an hour jury deliberation. They said that the uh, the FBI uh, did not have any uh, say, did not have any standing with regard to this jackbooted Nazi thug behavior. That's what it is. Okay, we've talked about Stasi, all right? And Stasi's always been, oh, yeah, the Stasi, oh, that'll never happen here. That is this. It is. There's no doubt about it. There's no separation from them. This is what it is all about. Yeah, we had put forward a very strong legal case, why it should have never reached trial. And then what the jury heard in there was the factual case, why Mark was totally innocent of these, uh, these charges. Uh, this matter uh, is one that uh, never should have gotten the attention of the Department of Justice. Our hope here... Kind of like, uh, I don't know, parents in uh, Loudoun County and Fairfax County, Virginia, protesting CRT and literally the DOJ targeting them as domestic terrorists. 
This is serious, more serious than you could ever imagine. That a message was sent to Washington, D.C. to stop this harassment of sidewalk counselors who are just trying to provide alternatives to those who are uh, facing an abortion decision. Uh, and I hope, again, this will be one of those uh, points where uh, a change is made. And so no one else will have to suffer the uh, the same way that Mark and his family have had to suffer. Here. I remember I, I uh, liked this movie. It was called uh, Enemy of the State. It was Gene Hackman and uh, Will Smith from years ago. I remember watching that because Jack Black was in it as a young guy. And, and I thought, man, these these guys, these young, uh, you know, uh, uh, Gen Xers or millennials in the vans that were uh, just brutal. They could they could have cared less about Will Smith's humanity, his, his wife's humanity. All they cared about was getting him because he had violated the deep state. And I was like, man, that is crazy. And now I see, holy crap, I mean, it's real. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. It's real. And hopefully this uh, Republican House of Representatives will be the firewall, will be the people who stop this from happening and expose it. Coming up, I'm talking about uh, Joe Biden. He went uh, to Baltimore yesterday, went off the rails, started repeating stuff that he's repeated that wasn't true. And then uh, and then uh, Kevin McCarthy talks about uh, Newsmax. He's very concerned about Newsmax being dropped from DirecTV. We'll get to all of that. This is The Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. The Rob Carson Show. You know, uh, Abe Simpson sounds a lot like Joe Biden. Here's an example. One trick is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere. Like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville, I needed a new heel for my shoe. So I decided to go to Morganville. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of that. And, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a part of... Uh, <clears throat> the aging process. I, I'm I'm in the aging process. You uh, you are in the aging process. Eventually, you know whatever is going to happen is going to happen when we get older. And uh, and Joe Biden, he uh, yesterday he went to uh, Baltimore to throw around some of your money. They're going to rebuild a tunnel in Baltimore that needs about three hundred million dollars of work. And Joe Biden's going to throw some money at it because you know that's what they do. They talk about infrastructure. And and by the way, just real quick, the Democrat Party has uh, all of their fortunes are based on the model of uh, FDR. FDR uh, was the president when the, in the Great Depression. He's the one who was credited with getting out of the Great Depression. What he did is actually is he he uh, he uh, caused the Great Depression to last a whole hell of a lot longer. And what got us out of the Great Depression was World War II. Uh, if you just pay attention a little bit there, he, he invested in things called the WPA. The WPA was about uh, public works projects. Now we got a dam out of it, and they got a bunch of other stuff out of it and all that, and that's all nice. But the thing is, the government, when they, uh, when they do infrastructure projects, what they're doing is they're taking your money to pay for things that we need. Cool, cool, cool. All right, that's fine. But if you base your economy on it, the project ends, which means that you've created work, but you haven't created jobs. But here is Joe Biden yesterday in Baltimore repeating a, a story that has been proven false about a, a train conductor that talked about Joe Biden riding on the train more times than, I don't know, anybody in history. Going home as a United States uh, as vice president, one of the conductors said to me, hey, Joe, big deal. A million, whatever, 200. You said you've, oh, you've traveled over a million miles on Amtrak. So how the hell do you know that? And they added it up. But, but folks, look. I made a thousand. So anyway, 
Apparently, this this uh, conductor said he rode on the train, you know, a, a million miles. Uh, he retired as an Amtrak operator in to- uh, 1993, and uh, uh, according to his uh, 2011 obituary, long before uh, Biden was elected vice president. But you know, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, here's a little bit. Now, this is kind of a, this is this is Joe Biden, and you know, infrastructure again. This is all about the FDR policies that uh, uh, you know that that's the economic model that the Democrat Party has been based on forever. Now, it's kind of funny. Joe Biden's been in office for 50 years. The infrastructure is still a problem. Barack Obama, back in 2010, uh, devoted $787 billion toward infrastructure. And it turns out that it was just a massive payoff to unions and nothing got built. He even admitted it. He even admitted it. He said, oh, I guess the, the project, the shovel-ready projects were not uh, shovel-ready. So I, I put together this little montage of, uh, of Joe Biden and uh, Barack Obama back in 2010. Well, we have to have the best economy in the world. You have to have the best infrastructure in the world. This is Joe Biden yesterday. It's not hyperbole. It's a fact. To get products to market, to create thousands of good-paying jobs. For most of the last century, we led the world by a significant margin because we invested in our people. We invested in ourselves. We invested in research and development. Along the way, we stopped. We used to rank number one in the world in research and development. WPA. Now we rank number nine. The Recovery Act and our actions to fix the financial system were decisive in starting to turn the economy around. Growing uh, at a good clip. I'm calling this the recovery, the summer of recovery. The summer of recovery, or I might even call it the summer of projects. 2010. Our economy is stronger. That economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. Shovel-ready was not as uh, <laughs> shovel-ready as we expected. <laughs> it was just a billion dollars. It's a joke. It's a punchline. Just a billion dollars. I like to use the expression, when Democrats use the word shovel-ready, you better have your shovel-ready. Yeah. Because you're going to be shoveling a lot of crap. Joe Biden also promoted electric vehicles as part of his administration's push for green energy. I did a video, a real quick video. I drove up to the Ford dealership because you don't get the F-150 Lightning and all that. And nobody's ordering the truck because EVs are for posers. Anybody who needs any payload in the truck, uh, forget about it because your battery goes to hell. Uh, You can't have anything. You can't tow anything with them. You can't drive hills. You can't drive in cold weather. Uh, And eventually you're going to have to replace a very expensive battery. And one of the vehicles is the the new electric Hummer, which looks really good, but it's worthless. It weighs 9,000 pounds. It costs $110,000 to $130,000. And uh, the battery weighs as much as a new Corolla. And if you don't believe me, here's a guy actually talking about the uh, the Hummer H, uh, the new Hummer electric Hummer. This is a brand new Hummer EV, and it's got the largest battery you can buy, 250 kilowatt hours of battery in this truck. Now, it's Sunday morning, and let's see how long it takes to charge it. How long? Just using hours. the truck's charger Overnight. and plugging it in into a standard wall outlet. So I've got the charger. Yep, got the charger. I've got the plug. You're going to plug that into the old electric Sunday Hummer. morning. Yep. So let's plug her in. Okay, you're going to plug it right in there to the old let's wallet. Let's see what the truck says. Let's see how long it's going to take. It will take to charge. You'll drive it probably in a couple hours. Time to complete charge. Friday at 8.30 a.m. Yeah, it takes four days. It takes four days to uh, to charge that electric Hummer. But don't worry, you'll get a tax credit to buy your $130,000 Hummer that's paid for by you and me. Yeah, it's a shakedown. It's a put-on. And EVs are for posers. All right, we're going to come back. we got much more on the other side of this break. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show.
guys, it's Rob Carson. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word ROB to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With over 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting ROB to the number 989898. There's no obligation to make this request. Just text ROB to 989898. Hey guys, it's Rob Carson. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word ROB to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With over 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting ROB to the number 989898. There's no obligation to make this request. Just text Rob to 989898. Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you would like to help out Newsmax, the fourth largest rated cable news channel, DirecTV, decided to cancel Newsmax last Tuesday night at midnight. Uh, And they have had a target on conservatives since a couple of uh, Democrats got together with Nancy Pelosi, uh, went to DirecTV and said, you really ought to get rid of OAN, Newsmax, and Fox because they all distribute uh, disinformation. And it's uh, not the case, actually, because you see the state... The government is the only uh, the only institute that can uh, describe something as disinformation or claim something as disinformation. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, last year, the DHS was well underway and had created a Department of Disinformation, which is just what Joseph Stalin did in 1923 in Russia. They tried it here. They tried to get away with it. And so they went to uh, DirecTV, and DirecTV got rid of OAN. And, uh, and nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. And then we find out that last week that DirecTV dropped uh, the fourth largest cable news network, Newsmax, from its lineup. Fox is still there. If you're a big fan of Fox, uh, just going to tell you, <laughs> they got a target on them, too. If you want to stand for free, free, free speech, just uh, text the word EVENT to 39747. That's uh, EVENT to 39747. If you would uh, stand up with Newsmax for free speech, that would be 
really, really great. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz. Buster, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? We're having loads of fun out here, Rob. Yes, yes, yes. Have you heard about? Yeah, you've heard about the latest out half Moon Bay, right? On top of the shooting, some guy drives his family off this place called Devil's Slide, two hundred fifty foot cliff. Thank yeah. God they're all alive. I guess you know uh, the wife's in a hospital. The, the, the wife, the, the the wife was commenting this morning. Said uh, that you know he he drove us off the cliff. He was going to kill the whole family and himself. But they were driving in a car. The only thing good, I guess, about an electric car, this Tesla had quite a cage around it, and everybody survived. Isn't that incredible? One thing I wanted to remark on Half Moon Bay. It's right in between Santa Cruz and San Francisco, but. It's, you know, this is my stomping grounds out there. That, it's known as a laid-back agricultural community. Uh-huh. Uh, this is very unusual. But I wanted to comment while I got you, boss, is on the uh, latest abuse of power by the police. And this is only my opinion. Nobody put this in my brain, but I want your opinion. Here's what I think, Rob. I think this was a mafia-style hit. He was made an example of, or this was some kind of payback. This is the only thing that makes sense to me. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I agree, and I talked about it earlier because uh, there are some. Uh, Maj Touré is a libertarian uh, black gun activist, and he says that uh, he believes one of the police officers involved, uh, apparently um, Tyree Nichols, who was, uh, was having a, a relationship at work with, uh, with uh, one of the police officers' wives who worked there, who is the actual the baby mama of the uh, police officer. So that's being uh, posited by several people uh, online, including uh, including Maj Touré. And, and you know, you got to kind of wonder, because uh, he was driving a FedEx truck. He was supposedly pulled over for uh, reckless driving. He was dragged out of the truck immediately instead of just, uh, you know, police walking up to the, uh, the vehicle and saying, hey, get out, whatever. They pulled him out and started, uh, you know, uh, beating him and throwing all his contradictory commands, 70 of them, uh, 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 but he didn't know what to do, and ultimately he was beaten to death, and apparently uh, they high-fived each other after the beating, and Maj Ture is saying that one of the police officers took a picture of Mr. Dickles as he lay there. So this is all going to come out. I kind of wondered, why would they, instead of putting the cops on administrative leave and all that, why would they fire them immediately, and why would they charge them with second-degree murder immediately? So somebody knows something, Randall, somebody knows something. Or Buster, I'm, I apologize. Somebody knows something. And it's going to come out. It, it is going to come out. This, this one should be very, fairly easy to figure out. But um, anyway, that's, that's what I think. What do you think, boss? Well, thank you for clarifying that. Because, I'm, just, you know, I, I I'm not, I'm not that. taking a position on it. I'm just reading Maj Ture and other people online who are saying that this is what people are saying. And these are black people who are saying this online. Not whitey here. These are black people saying this is what's going on. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for the verdict on this one, but it did sound, it's pretty amazing what happened, pulling over a guy in a FedEx truck, beating him to death, and then high-fiving each other, and then, you know, immediate immediate arrest, immediate firings. I don't know. It's just something weird. Thanks for the phone call. Got to go. Let's go to uh, Troy in uh, Woodlawn, Maryland. Hello, Troy. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Or Tony, Tony. Sorry about that. Go ahead, buddy. What did you say, Troy. I, I yeah I did I got a small screen in front of me. Tony, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, look, um, I just wanted to step back from what you said. What you said earlier and what 
people be saying. Well, what is this critical race theory? Cause, critical. Because uh, <clears throat> uh, I went to school. I went to public school, a Catholic school, and so on and so forth. And I don't. I never heard that term until these, like, say, maybe the last five years. What, what is that? Well, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting, uh, Troy. I, uh, Tony, Tony, gosh, Tony, I'm sorry. It, it, I got a screen way off in the distance here. But, Tony, you know, uh, I remember when my son was born, all of a sudden, <clears throat> there were people talking about white supremacy. And I'm like, well, wait, what are we talking about? Or, or white privilege. I didn't know where that came from. Uh, Derek Bell is a, a former Harvard law professor. He came up with critical race theory. He's considered the, the, uh, the father of critical race theory. And uh, one of the tenets is that uh, the they, they white supremacy is the order in this country. And uh, critical race theory came around the 1970s and the 1980s. It is based in, uh, in Marxist thought, by the way. And it says that even with uh, overt discrimination, outlawed institutional racism, unconscious biases happen in this country. And basically all white people are racist. You don't think there was a unconscious bias in the country in the country since you've been alive you don't uh, think that well i didn't say that tony uh, i do believe that there there is a great deal of bias i think there are a lot of people who have biases everybody's got a bias i think there are a lot of uh, black people who have biases against white people i think there are a lot of white people who have biases against black people uh but so i will tell the, you so go that's ahead the critical race theory no, you didn't. Did you not hear what I just said about uh, the uh, uh, Harvard law professor Derek Bell creating it? Did you hear that? No, but I'm asking. Oh, you. okay. Well, you didn't hear that. Well, what? what what's what? Is, I'm just trying to figure out your point here, Tony, because it sounds like you're trying to what give a little gotcha or something. I just, I just, I just explained it to you. No, I didn't hear anything because I didn't get taught that in school. Well, I didn't get taught it either. So, teaching what, it now. But they're teaching it now, Tony. They're teaching it now. Now, if you would have noticed, if you're following this a critical race theory, uh, what, is, what is the what is the teaching? Did you you just didn't hear what, what I said? What are they teaching? They are they are teaching that America is overtly racist, that uh, white people have unconscious biases, and that institution is racist. Institutional racism exists in the country. It's what the country was built on. Everything is racist. Hello. And what what do you have to say to that? Okay, I'm moving on. Bye, Tony. Bye, Tony. You know what? Your nonsense. I don't have time for your nonsense. I don't. I don't have time for uh, gotcha questions and nonsense. I just explained to you where critical race theory came from. It is uh, even with discrimination outlawed. It says that institutional racism and unconscious biases uh, sometimes expressed through accidental slights, even like oh, I don't know Joe Biden calling Barack Obama clean and articulate. It helps to keep minorities down. Okay. Um, as far as institutional racism, that has been, uh, it is illegal. All right. Uh, you can bring a grievance to the government if you experience institutional racism. But unfortunately, it has been twisted into a lot of things, like saying that all people are racist, like saying that if you fail in life at all, it is all the, fa uh, it is all the fault of racism, all the fault of the fact that the country was built on the original set of slavery, even though before the Declaration of Independence signed, uh, several of the colonies had already outlawed slavery.
And it is a convenient way, a Marxist way, to control thought. It is also uh, a convenient way for people to blame the uh, abject failings and racism of the Democrat Party for the state of the uh, inner city black community in America. That's what I believe it is, and it's nonsensical. See, because I was raised, uh, and Tony, if you would have stopped and listened to a single thing I said, uh, I was raised that we were a great American melting pot. I was a first generation. We didn't care. Generation X. We didn't care. Literally 20 years before, uh, you know, or, or 15 years before I was in elementary school, Captain Kirk uh, kissed O'Hara. We didn't think twice about it. She was hot. Didn't matter if she was black. He was white. Didn't matter. We moved past that stuff. But there are a lot of people who want to take us back and say that we're all racist because they hate the country. They want to tear down the country as founded. Barack Obama, he was a champion of this. And it's nonsense. Is there racism in the country? Oh, hell yeah. Democrats, the original party of racism. They're the party of slavery. They're the party of Jim Crow. They're the party of Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, founded by Margaret Sanger. Her number one goal was eugenics. She was a eugenist. She wanted uh, black people weeded out of the population and the disabled. And look what Planned Parenthood did. They did that. Two of the biggest endangered species in America because of uh, Planned Parenthood. Fortunately, Roe v. Wade turned over. Black people and, and kids with Down syndrome. Don't believe me? Down syndrome around the world is being uh, eliminated. Children being born with Down syndrome are becoming rarer because there's this thing called, a, there's a test that you take when you're pregnant. It's a Down syndrome test. Tells you early in the pregnancy if your kid's going to get Down syndrome. Why do you want to know that? My wife and I, we got, you know, they asked me, my wife, when my son was, uh, she was pregnant with my son, do you want the Down syndrome test? We said, no. Why? We don't care. If the baby's born with Down syndrome, it'll be a loving, wonderful, beautiful baby. Down syndrome children are some of the best people you'll ever know in your life. But the reason why they do the test is so that they can kill the baby. Margaret Sanger wanted that. And she wanted to get rid of minorities. And it worked for a very long time. It worked for a very long time. So I hope that answers your question, Tony, if you're listening now. Uh, let's go to Frank in uh, Parkville, Maryland. Frank, welcome to the show. What's on What's on your mind? Hey, my friend. What's uh, up? Uh, uh, and I want to talk about the electric car again here. I watch Motor Week every week. And one of the last shows that was on Motor Week, they have to drop the ball on the fact that the, I believe it was the Leaf, the Chevrolet electric car. Oh, yeah. They had all kind of problems. You know what the problem was? The car, the, the batteries it's kept... It's a Nissan Leaf. It, it's a Nissan Leaf, by the way. Go ahead. The batteries kept exploding in these things. And, I mean, if you got an electric car where you can't depend on the car not blowing up underneath you, what are you yeah. going to do? I mean, <laughs> well, ridiculous. It is. And also, I want to mention, when a uh, an electric battery catches fire... It takes, I saw the other day there was a, a Tesla caught fire. It took a fire department 6,000 gallons of water to put the fire out. Now, Frank, yeah. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not against electric motors at all, not, not one little bit. I think they're wonderful. But, uh, and I have no problem with a hybrid vehicle. A hybrid vehicle is a very wonderful thing. And the cool thing about a hybrid vehicle is that you charge the electric motor by braking or decelerating. That charges the negative torque, charges the battery, and then the battery takes over 
you know, inner city driving when you don't need to use gas. So I have no problem with a hybrid motor. The problem is when you get an electric vehicle, you're getting a massive battery that will cost tens of thousands of dollars to replace. It is built with uh, toxic metals that now Joe Biden has made sure we get from countries in Africa where children are being enslaved to mine them rather than getting the minerals from northern Minnesota. I'll get to that. Uh, right. But uh, but it's all it's all nonsense. And by the way, right now, 85 to 90 percent of our power in this country, the stuff that is, has this microphone boop, 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 right there, it's all powered by a coal-fired plant south of Kansas City. So uh, you're basically adding a middleman to the equation. You could just burn fossil fuels in your car which are uh, natural and organic, or you can get an electric car and then plug into your outlet, which is powered by fossil fuels. It's kind of stupid, Frank. I know that. All right, hey, all uh, right. Our vice president really loves school buses, you know, and they want to spend bucket loads of money on electric school buses. Yeah, I know, and they're all going to be junk, and they're all going to be junk. I'll get to that later. Frank, i got to take a break, bro. I appreciate it. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Wild Carson Show. I don't blame people for thinking that <clears throat> electric vehicles are kind of cool. You know, they uh, they uh, they have a lot of torque, so they they're very quick off the line. If you were you know grew up in like when I did, or you're a Gen, a, Gen Xer, remember those little uh, track, slot track cars? Uh, and you just hit that little thing, and it, as soon as you hit the power, that car takes off. That's that's an electric car. And uh, uh, the EVs are not ready for prime time, and they're they're not ready for prime time for another a number of reasons. Uh, one of them is the fact that eighty five percent or ninety percent of where we get our energy comes from fossil fuels, and that's not going to change anytime soon. Not for at least fifty years. Get used to it. It's just the way it is. Uh, electric cars have been around longer than internal combustion cars, and we decided to get rid of them uh, over 100 years ago because they're not very efficient. That's it. No, it's because of the big oil. No, no, not at all. No, no, not at all. Not one little bit. So the Biden administration blocked a major Minnesota mining project on uh, last week, just days after the White House signed a rare metals deal with two countries known for exploiting child labor. Now, if you didn't know this, uh, Joe Biden also made us energy dependent again. We got we an oceans of oil and oceans of natural gas and massive swaths of uh, of uh, coal. And Joe Biden said that we uh, we needed to become uh, energy dependent again. And so now we're going to Venezuela where people are being starved. We're, we're in Caracas about a year ago. You know, the number one restaurant in Caracas, the number one place people went to get to, to get fed the zoo. I wish I were kidding. The White House signed a memorandum of understanding two weeks ago with Zambia and the Democrat Republic of Congo to develop a supply chain of electric vehicle batteries. According to the Department of Labor, both countries are known for using child labor to uh, mine rare minerals, including cobalt and copper. How's that virtue signaling working for you? The Biden administration blocked a mining project from Minnesota by prohibiting mining on approximately 225,000 acres in the Superior National Forest. The mining project planned to extract nickel and copper but was effectively halted after the Department of the Interior signed Public Order 7917 on Thursday. 
The administration touted the deal with Zambia and the DRC as supporting the crucial components of the urgently needed global energy transition that will strengthen electric vehicle battery value chain. And by the way, all of these electric vehicles that you have, they will need those batteries replaced. And it will be more than you can afford. Most of you will not be able to afford it. You'll have a car that costs you $60,000, and you'll have it a couple of years, and all of a sudden they'll tell you you need a $20,000 battery. And you'll go, well, I can't afford that. And so you'll try to trade it, and you won't be able to get a dime for it. And so you're going to get stuck. It's going to happen to you. It's happened in France. It's happened in all of the world. Uh, they, Kamala Harris, they want to do the electric school buses, which is really stupid. I'm from the upper Midwest. Uh, electric vehicles do not start in cold weather. And uh, particularly when it's a bus fleet, you are adding all sorts of maintenance requirements and costs that school districts will not be able to afford. I know this. You know why? Because I'm not stupid. According to the Department of Labor, children in the Democrat Republic of Congo being subjected to worst forms of child labor, including the forced mining of gold, tin, or uh, uh, tantalum, or whatever the hell that is, tungsten, among other things. Uh, all of these are used in armed conflict, sometimes as a result of forcible recruitment or abduction by non-state armed troops. So these kids are being kidnapped and enslaved to uh, make sure that your EV has batteries. So there you go. It doesn't surprise me a government that would make us energy dependent and then go to Venezuela for their filthy oil while they subject their population to extreme poverty and, uh, and uh, socialism. Not a big surprise. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. This would be hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. Hello. And welcome to it. Hey, if you want to uh, <clears throat> hear the podcast, and, and I realize I, I don't expect that each of you can listen to my show three hours every day in real time. Uh, you know, I'm realistic that way. Um, but if you want to hear the show, you want to hear the guests, you want to hear the commentary, you want to hear the satire, then uh, we're on all the uh, usual suspects. If you got an uh, A-L-E-X-A, I won't say it out loud because uh, she's in the room with me right now and she's glowing. I think I'm getting real close to just getting rid of all of them, all of the A-L-E-X-A's in the house. I mean, because honestly, it's creepy and weird, and I'm getting tired of talking with my wife and then all of a sudden having things show up when I'm online, like, you know, for things that we were talking about, like maybe going to dinner at a Chinese restaurant, and all of a sudden, hey, great Chinese near you, right there on your, you know, <clears throat> it's kind of, uh, you know, technology is cool, but then you're kind of like, uh, I don't think this is... Um, I don't think that's cool. But anyway, uh, just go to uh, uh, Newsmax.com slash listen for all of the the, uh, the things there. Oh, and by the way, like in our kitchen, we've got a, um, you know, an A-L-E-X-A, a smart uh, a little, uh, it's not really a TV, but it has a video monitor. And you can say, hey, A-L-E-X-A, uh, let's watch Newsmax. And boom, it shows up. And you can watch Newsmax. That's kind of cool. Uh, because, you know, Newsmax has been taken off of uh, DirecTV by DirecTV for political reasons. They got rid of OAN last year, by the way. 
They just kind of uh, did that. And um, <clears throat> they, uh, they have their sights set on Fox News. Don't fool yourself. Kids, don't fool yourself. If you would like to uh, help out Newsmax, just text the word event to 39747. That is uh, 39747. Spicer and Company last night, Kevin McCarthy, the new House Speaker, was asked about uh, Newsmax being banned from uh, DirecTV. And here's what he had to say. Over 40 of your colleagues in the House signed a letter to AT&T and DirecTV requesting to know why conservative outlets like ourselves, like Newsmax, are being removed from their lineup. Do you share their concern? Yes, and I, I've conveyed that personally as well to AT&T and others. Uh, Newsmax should not be treated any differently based upon them being a, cover, a conservative news outlet. And this is very, very concerning to me, and I hope we get this corrected. So everybody out there, especially on DirecTV, can have the choice in programming and especially have the choice when it comes to get their news. Because as I travel across the country, I will, can't tell you the number of people who tell me they watch Newsmax and like what they're hearing and want to have the choice to see it. I believe he went on to say that Rob Carson's What in the World is the best show on television. I, I could be, it's uh, unconfirmed, but I believe that's what he went on to say. Trust me on this. So, it's kind of interesting. People are leaving uh, leftism in droves. Uh, MSNBC's ratings are in the toilet. CNN's ratings are in the toilet. Uh, this woke nonsense is driving people from Netflix. It's driving people from Disney. People are done with the nonsense. And so how does the left respond? They shut down the right. That's what they do. They shut down the right. This is a little report from my, my brothers and sisters at OAN. Talking about how CNN, remember CNN, <clears throat> I was uh, old enough to remember when CNN came around, I think it was in high school, and all of a sudden it's like 24-hour news. When you're in high school, it's the most boring thing you could possibly imagine. Now it's like, oh yeah, I want to watch 24-hour news. But anyway, uh, CNN was on everywhere, it's still on in airports everywhere, you know, and, and it, nobody's watching it in real time. Nobody has it in their home. Nobody's watching it. I mean, honestly, this is a, a worldwide network, and they can't garner 400,000 people to watch it in, in, in prime time in a country that has 330 million people and a world that has 7 billion, and CNN is everywhere, and they can't attract an audience uh, worth a damn. Here's OAN's report on CNN. Below 450,000 during prime time. This is the lowest number in nine years. CNN got 93,000 viewers in the 25 to 54 demo which is extremely important for ad revenue in the week of I've had more people in one market listen to my radio show when I was in Washington DC at WRQX mix 107.3 with Carson and Chili in the afternoon everybody thank God I don't do that anymore um, I had a million people a week listen a billion people a week cumulative million people a week listen to my show better than CNN nationally. January 16th through January 22nd, the network had some 444,000 viewers during prime time, a number that CNN has not seen since May of 2014. CNN CEO Chris Licht has taken actions to increase ratings by launching a morning show with Don Lemon, Poppy Harlow, and Caitlin <laughs> Collins as hosts. However, though, reports say the new show is not bringing in new viewers. Yeah, because it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's morally and intellectually bankrupt. That's why. That's why. If you would, to help us out, text the word event to 39747. So uh, YouTube, 
uh, insider has said that uh, Pfizer has sent a document, uh, a memo to employees on how to handle the latest Project Veritas uh, 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 video that came out. A guy named Jordan Tristan Walker was out on a date. The date was a, a Project Veritas uh, uh, undercover agent and the uh, the Pfizer director of research and development. Pfizer's uh, now saying that oh, you wouldn't employ. Uh, no, that's not true. It was on his website. They took him down there. They're trying to uh, they're trying to scrub his uh, his position in the company. He admitted that pharma was considering exploring mutating the COVID nineteen using a thing called directed evolution, which is a gain of function, but a different word, which might allow you, if you're testifying, to say that you're not doing gain of function because it's now called directed evolution, Anthony Fauci. So they actually were exploring mutating COVID-19 so they could make a virus or make a, uh, uh, to make a, uh, a vaccine for each of the, the mutations, each of the, uh, the different uh, uh, forms of COVID. That's what they were considering, right? They were considering doing that. And uh, the video got out, and then they went and they approached this guy later. And this guy, he just went nuts. Jordan Tristan, Tristan Walker smashed Project Veritas's um, uh, smashed their uh, uh, their iPad and everything, and uh, apparently, you know, that's that's where it is. And so um, now, Project Veritas has been uh, has been essentially banned uh, from Twitter, or at least given strikes. Let me see if I can find the uh, the audio of uh, James O'Keefe, the Project Veritas founder. Founder, hold on one second. Uh, let's see, O'Keefe. I've got to play my own audio here. Here he is uh, uh, talking about um, uh, uh, being banned on social media because of this video. So. Um YouTube just took down our Pfizer expose. It had 800,000 views. YouTube gave us a strike and will not let us post for a week. And it gave us this reason. Listen to this. Medical misinformation. YouTube doesn't allow claims about COVID-19 vaccinations that contradict expert consensus from local health authorities of WHO. WHO. This is what they're calling disinformation and misinformation. This sort of stuff you thought maybe was starting to wane a little bit, but it's still there. It's still there on Twitter. It's still there on YouTube. They're still directing you with how you should be able to and can be able to think about COVID. They still are trying to shut down all discussion about all of the nonsense associated with COVID. Even though you know that masks didn't work, even though you know that school closings didn't work, even though you know where the virus came from, that it came from a lab in Wuhan, and uh, and now you got a guy at Pfizer who says that they were actively considering uh, creating new mutations of the virus so they could uh, essentially create a cash cow by coming up with uh, different vaccine boosters to take care of that. And isn't it kind of weird how COVID is kind of mutated so many times and how suddenly the vaccine companies are able to come up with boosters that match those mutations almost immediately. I'm not saying it's happening. I'm just saying it's kind of an odd coincidence. Doesn't allow claims about COVID that contradict expert consensus. These were not our claims. These are the claims of a director at Pfizer. <laughs> I, I, I really think it's third world that um, big, massive corporations team up with big tech monopolies to target 
journalism in these United States. Yeah, it is kind of ridiculous. Uh, and it's also ridiculous that there's a pipeline between the federal government and Big Pharma. Employees leave, work for Big Pharma. Uh, when it comes to regulation, they look the other way. I can go on and on. I don't have time to explain this right now. But uh, there's a lot of uh, tomfoolery and a lot of big money behind all of this. And nobody wants to mess with a sponsor. All right? There are sponsors that are gigantic. And there are journalists who will change the direction of an investigation because some heavy is breathing down their throat. That's why uh, these investigations end. That's why this, uh, this uh, recording is being shut down on YouTube and Twitter because vaccine companies are concerned about it and they're basically kind of saying, you know, we got a lot of money we spend on advertising. You know, you might want to be careful how, uh, how you do that. Well, kind of strange, right? Let's go to uh, Mark in Baltimore. Mark, welcome to the show. What's going? What's on your mind today, man? Uh, thank you very much. Very good show. Yeah, it's you. very disturb. I find it so very, very disturbing that number one, as you had said, uh, what the pharmacies, what big pharma is doing, try to uh, the, with uh, evolving the virus like that in order to uh, put out more. Word. I mean, they, uh, they, they, that, that guy said they might be considering that. Yeah, it seems just mm-hmm. a rumor. Go yeah, ahead. The, that to ban Project Veritas, like to ban them when they simply are out there exposing, uh, you know, the malfeasance out there and telling the truth. It's terrible that big tech is censoring the truth. Well, as I mentioned, Mark, it is big tech working in concert with the deep state, the DHS. The DHS literally came up with a department of disinformation. They thought that they could follow in the footsteps of Joseph Stalin and say that whatever you think that is against the government line is disinformation and therefore is verboten. The mainstream media played along with it. Literally, the FBI worked with Twitter and Facebook. They had people on the payroll, millions of dollars being paid there to shut down these things. It's all going to come out. We've got massive investigations going on. The House GOP is getting ready to uh, launch a bunch of investigations uh, with regard to uh, the deep state, with regard to COVID and whatnot. And all of this is going to come out. There's nothing they can do about it. They can try all they want, Mark. But eventually, the truth is going to come out. We live in a free country. I don't believe that we can take the restriction of free speech any further unless we become a totalitarian state so we have to turn this around mark and i believe I that we i think we are turning things around before it was too late but they're still fighting for it mark i appreciate your phone call a little bit more on this on the other side also jim you hold on you'll be next this my friends is the rob carson show they impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. Kind of interesting. Bill Maher, he says that he's always been the same. He's always, you know, been exactly the same. I've always felt this way. I've always been this political. I've always been a common sense guy and all that. No nonsense. You have not. I think that uh, uh, Bill Maher is uh, evolving a little bit with regard to uh, his uh, uh, political ideologies, uh, maybe maturing a little bit as a human being, learning from failure, as so many of us do. Some of us, it takes uh, a while longer to do. Some people never learn. Trust me, I know a lot of people like that. 
But Bill Maher, uh, you know, he's uh, he, he's very aware that uh, a lot of the things with regard to the COVID virus and forcing people to take shots and all that, there's uh, there's some uh, there's there's something going on that isn't right, and you know it, and I know it, and they shut down our country, and they caused trillions of dollars worth of damage, and they caused enormous untold uh, suffering with our children, their education, their mental health. I can go on and on. They told us we couldn't go to church. We couldn't open our business. Dear God in heaven, are you out of your mind? We can't let this go. People have to be held accountable for it, and they will. But here is Bill Maher with some thoughts about uh, some of the nonsense we've been through with regard to COVID. Private health care decisions. Be careful with that phrase. I read in the front page of the New York Times this week, there is a new voting block, a new constituency, anti-mandate. They said mostly parents. But these are people who are not going to vote based on Republican. Wait a minute. The New York Times are calling them anti-vaxxers just a few months ago. Democrat. They're going to vote based on COVID policy. I'm one of them, and I don't even have kids. Whoa. (laughs) You know, it's a medical issue. I do not want to be dictated. There is no the science, especially in medical science. You can recommend whatever you like, but I must insist you don't insist how I handle my health. What? That's kind of weird. I never was... Oh, wow, okay. everybody's clapping now. A couple months ago, it was like, you get the vaccine, or you need to be put into some sort of a camp. No, I, no. Uh, Obama, Obama told me, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Well, I did, and I do. And my doctors, I know many of them, say very different things, because doctors are afraid to speak out. You've written about this a lot, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctors and I have been to afraid, to, afraid speak to speak out. out. Although stop. you can find them. All right, stop. Yeah. Stop. I, I, stop. There you go. Doctors have been afraid to speak out. Because in places like California, <laughs> the governor, governor said that uh, doctors can't speak out against state policy with regard to COVID. They cannot have a, uh, a mode of treatment. This is one of the first things ever that doctors have been told you cannot prescribe anything as a prophylaxis, hydroxychloroquine, which is used in India and Africa. Why, why, why is there not massive death in Africa from COVID? Because everybody gets hydroxychloroquine to prevent malaria. Apparently, it's pretty darn good at preventing COVID. But from day one, they shut it down. Uh, Donald Trump brought it up immediately, the beginning of the beginning of the, the pandemic, while he was a president. And they immediately started shutting it down. Because hydroxychloroquine is cheap. It's cheap as like aspirin. <laughs> you know? They use it in Uttar Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh is the largest province in India. Knocked out COVID with it. Using it as a prophylaxis. Or ivermectin. Horse medicine! Really? I took it. I took ivermectin. I took hydroxychloroquine. I had to go to Florida to get them. And uh, I got COVID. I couldn't do the vaccine. I did not want to do the vaccine because I had a heart attack when I was 31 years old. 32 years old, I guess. Because I had a high, high temperature and strep throat through a blood clot. Didn't want to deal with it. Didn't want to deal with it. It's kind of interesting. This is a, an MSNBC anchor. She is a double vaxxed, I guess, a vaxxed and double boosted. Her name is Yasmin Vasugian. She's been off air for a while. Why is that? Well, I have been dealing with a little bit of a health scare. On December 20th, I began to feel chest pains, and they waxed and waned over a period of 10 days. I wasn't quite sure uh, what to make of it, but as they continued to get worse, I started to think something was actually wrong. Um, It was December 30th when I finally went to an urgent care and was told I had reflux. 
I didn't really buy it, yeah, but I was relieved it wasn't my heart. Has reflux. Uh, my body, though, was pretty certain uh, not to believe uh, the reflux. Huh. The next day, on December 30th, I woke up with severe pains, both in my chest and in my left shoulder, and it was like a tightening in my chest. That was what happened to me when I was 32. I took deep breaths. That got worse when I was laying flat. I knew enough at that moment to understand that it could mean could is the key word here that I was having a heart attack, especially because it was happening in the left part of my shoulder. Now, let's uh, move uh, on with uh, her comments here. Listen carefully. Actual heart now, the heart muscle. I remember being shepherded through the. OK, try that. Let me back that up. She said that uh, not only did she have inflammation of the uh, the tissue around the heart, which I had when I had my heart attack. But she said that a few days later, her heart actually uh, increased in size. I was on the mend. But that was not the end. Three days later, I was readmitted when I felt a flutter in my heart, uh-huh. like a butterfly. It was inside my chest. They determined I had developed myocarditis, huh. inflammation of the actual heart now, the heart muscle. I remember being shepherded through the emergency room and wondering, is this it? It wasn't, thank God. Instead, I spent five more days in the hospital where they ran a battery of tests, adjusted my meds, and made sure nothing else was fueling what was happening. And in fact, in the end, it was still just the cold that was doing all of this. Okay, you you keep telling yourself that. She said it was a cold. Okay, whatever, that's fine. Uh, Let's investigate it, okay? Because a lot of people are saying that the vaccine causes mitocarditis. A lot of people dropping because of it. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and joining us on the Newsmax hotline is Chad Robichaud. Rob, are you there? Can you hear I me? am here. Can you hear me, Chad? Can you hear me, Chad? Chad, can you hear me? Chad, can you hear me? No, Chad cannot hear me. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to cancel Chad for now. We've got an issue with uh, phone. We, we had scheduled uh, Chad Robichaux to uh, be on the show. And here he goes again. He's going to try and call me again. Uh, Chad, we're going to have to reschedule. We're having some problems with the... Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I need my producer, Ken, to get a hold of uh, of Chad so he doesn't call me again during the show. Hold on a second. Pop this down here. <clears throat> hold on one second. All right, let's move on to other stuff. Uh, we we had a scheduled guest, Chad Robichaud, is going to join us to talk a little bit. We're having some technical difficulties. She's unable to hear us. So we will have to reschedule Chad perhaps for tomorrow uh, because of, of the technical issues. Uh, Chad will, uh, will join us tomorrow. All right, let's move on to some other stuff here. In the meantime... Uh, including the fact that the uh, the House is going to uh, rev its engine with the first of, uh, of hearings. And we talked earlier about COVID-19 and whatnot. And I'm not sure exactly what the left is concerned about, uh, but some people are concerned about, uh, I don't know, truth, about censorship. And there are going to be a couple of uh, new hearings that are going to be quite uh, insightful. One is U.S.-Mexico border and one COVID-19 relief spending programs, among other things. So uh, uh, House Judiciary Committee's first meeting of the new Congress will be on the Biden border crisis led by Jim Jordan. That's big. We all know how it's impacting all of us. Uh, 
And then the second, we'll uh, we'll focus on uh, what has been going on with the weaponization of the federal government. Okay, select subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government under the House Judiciary Committee, a panel created after those who opposed McCarthy for speaker demanded a church style committee. So all of these are happening. Uh, Jim Comer said the Department of Homeland Security is refusing to allow agents to testify and has accused the DHS of obstructing congressional oversight. So all of those things are going to uh, be taking place. And I apologize for the issues with the uh, technical stuff. Let's real talk. I want to mention something kind of uh, kind of interesting, a couple of things. Um, that I think are are uh, kind of related to some degree. When totalitarians don't get their way, then um, they attempt to not only shut down free speech. We saw with regard to Nancy Pelosi and a couple of uh, Democrats last year getting in touch with DirecTV, getting OAN taken down. The second uh, the second domino to fall was uh, Newsmax last week. On Tuesday at midnight, uh, Newsmax was taken off of DirecTV, and now DirecTV, presumably because uh, Fox News was mentioned by the Democrats involved in shutting down OAN, that Fox would be uh, on the radar as well. So if you think you're safe with Fox and DirecTV, you're cool. But there are some other things that are going on in the country that uh, are ways that totalitarians can essentially, uh, well, uh, wall off their citizens. Okay? For one thing, California has introduced a bill that would impose a new annual tax on wealthy residents. Okay? Now, this has been floated. It's a wealth tax for people who have more than this and that and all of that. And uh, it's a way to double tax people on their earnings and just go after people because they're worth a lot of money. And the the rich are easy to hate. Everybody hates the rich, right? Because they have more than you and me. I don't hate them. I want to be them. I want to be a rich person someday. It would be nice. It would be really nice to be rich. Hopefully someday that'll happen. And I'll I'll do it without becoming a vice president or president and, uh, you know, selling my soul. One of the problems is that even if the wealthy want to leave California, they're going to have to pay it. So you can leave California to avoid the high taxes, which is the way our country is set up. You should be able to leave the state if you consider high taxes or you maybe perhaps there's less regulation or whatever in another state, you can move. But now what Gavin Newsom has done is built a virtual Berlin Wall around California. That's what he's done. He's built a virtual Berlin Wall. Now, you uh, millennials most probably will not remember the Berlin Wall or the fall of the Berlin Wall. It was 1988 or so. And uh, and uh, it was interesting because the Berlin Wall and the former Soviet Union fell without firing a shot. Fell without firing a shot. People just said no. They tried the same thing in the same year in China. But China shut it down. There were thousands of protesters at Tiananmen Square. Everybody was thinking, oh, my goodness, it's going to be another Berlin Wall moment. Then the lights went out. And then we found out years later, after a complete media blackout, that thousands of people had been murdered in Tiananmen Square, run over by tanks, and their bones and their bodies washed with cannons into the storm drains. You know, it's true. And that's uh, kind of what California is doing. You cannot escape. They're going to build a virtual Berlin Wall around California. You can't escape. And then you got this. Listen to this. Another one of the tenets of, uh, of totalitarianism is um, re-education camps. 
Okay, re-education camps. Now, uh, the government, our United States government, came up with a thing called misinformation and disinformation, and they had literally created a Department of Disinformation in the federal government to shut down any speech that disagreed with the government. This is very serious stuff, by the way. It's also true. (laughs) It's true. But New York City is now going to force, force, All city employees to go through CRT-style training to address the importance of racial equality in the workplace and unconscious bias. Now, I talked about uh, CRT earlier and what a racket it is. It's a joke. It is brainwashing. It is saying that America is inherently racist. It has been uh, banned in schools like in, uh, in Florida. Because it is uh, essentially forcing kids to hate one another because of their uh, skin color. All right? But Eric Adams is going to force all city employees to go through CRT training to address the importance of racial equality and unconscious bias. This is a re-education camp without the camp. That's what it's all about. Unbelievable. If I were in New York City, if I were a New York City public employee, I would not only say uh, no, I would say hell no. Ridiculous. Staff were emailed a mandatory course that includes sections with urge uh, staff to be aware of systematic racism, which doesn't exist, which is determined, uh, defined as a system that negatively impacts communities of color compared to white communities. I, I hate to tell you this, the, uh, the impact of, uh, of uh, in, in, in communities of color is caused by poor leadership, like in the city of Baltimore, uh, in, in Memphis, in, uh, in, uh, East St. Louis, all of these have been run by Democrats. All of them have been run by Democrats. The training in New York covers uh, individual, institutional, and systematic racism and instructs that all New York City workplaces should maintain an equity lens by implementing anti-racism training and creating spaces where race and related issues can be discussed openly. Unbelievable. Oh, and then this. This is another story from California. I think it's kind of funny. Um, When I was in New York City... Uh, last, uh, late last year, I went and I broadcast live from New York City where uh, Newsmax is. And one of the things that I noticed is, and I've noticed this before, I've been to New York City three times in the last uh, uh, year and a half or so, and I'd never been to New York before that. And the, uh, the, the, the last two times that I've been on the Isle of Manhattan, um, I have heard or smelled pot smoke in the air. And the last time I was there, it really reeked of pot smoke. Like at 6 to 7 in the morning when I was walking to work at Newsmax, you could smell somebody blazing up at 7 in the morning. And uh, so pot is being legalized around the country. And I don't care if the, if the people want to legalize pot, then you legalize pot. But you have to realize that we're dealing a different generation of pot. It's much worse than you ever imagined. It's much more, uh, much more um, THC in it than, than it was ever imagined before. And you got to be unbelievably careful about it. I do believe, by the way, in the the healing powers to some degree of CBD. CBD is derived from the uh, the cannabis plant or, or, or actually not necessarily a cannabis, but from hemp. Actually, no cannabis. And what it is is, uh, is a, uh, uh, a chemical compound that is very effective when you're treating children with grand mal epilepsy. It literally can stop grand mal epileptic seizures in their tracks. And in some states like Kansas, used to be illegal, people with grand mal epilepsy, like their children, would have to move to Colorado. 
Well, now it's legal in Kansas. Um, I do believe that CBD is uh, very effective for a lot of things. It's not a cure-all. I've been told, oh, yeah, you've got arthritis. Really? No, 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 no. The, the, the doctor's still out on it. If it works for you on some things, then, then congratulations. But California, they made, uh, they made pot legal. And California has raised $4 billion in taxes from legal cannabis sales. Problem is, the uh, taxes and regulation of California is already putting pot sellers out of business. Is this a big surprise? Driving people back to uh, black market dealers. Sometimes uh, uh, the black market, you can adulterate uh, weed with things, including fentanyl, by the way, including fentanyl. So a marijuana brand bearing the name of the world's most uh, famous stoners has pulled out of California as the state's cannabis taxes gut legal operations and allow the black market to thrive. Garcia handpicked. You know who that is? Jerry Garcia. And by the way, nothing against you deadheads, but honestly, um, no amount of uh, weed is going to make Grateful Dead music appealing to me. It's just, I just, mm, not there, not, not, mm, not even there, not even there. So it was founded by relatives of Grateful Dead guitarist Jerry Garcia, uh, removed his products from operations from California as the state's laws, coupled with federal taxes, have left legitimate producers paying as much as 80% in taxes. 80% in taxes. By the way, in New York City, I heard the other day, if you want to buy a cigar in New York City, you know what the tax on a cigar in New York City is? 95%. Uh, no, I'll bring my own. Thank you very much. So as businesses jump through hurdles to produce and sell marijuana, black market operations and illegal farms have managed to operate without legal barriers or undercut the efforts of legitimate markets. The pullout of Garcia Handpick comes as experts have predicted scores of marijuana businesses could go bust in California as years of operating at losses to keep ahead of regulations comes to a head. California legalized the production of uh, and sale of Kansas uh, cannabis in 2016, but since then the path to profit has been crossed with regulatory red tape. Retail licenses can cost up to $100,000 per year to hold, and businesses are taxed up to 25% retail sale. This is how government bleeps everything up. Federal laws also prevent businesses from deducting <clears throat> business taxes from federal taxes, leading to exorbitant taxes paid across the board. So there you go. Also, 2017 to 2022, California charged a cultivation tax billing farmers by the square footage of their farms instead of actual yield of their product, which allowed large corporate farms to thrive, gutting small producers. So there you go. This is what happens when, uh, and listen, I have no problem with legalizing weed. If you want to leave, I don't do weed, you know, whatever. Not saying I never have. I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, I think that, uh, honestly, alcohol does so much to destroy families and lives, and I speak from experience. It didn't destroy mine, fortunately. But uh, but alcohol, I think, uh, you know, it, you know, it, we, we live in an alcohol culture. Every commercial is a beer commercial on football games. Uh, and, and what we fail to realize is the massive, massive damage that it does. I'm not saying you should make alcohol illegal either. It's just some people can handle it, some people can't. But as far as cannabis is concerned, when you get the government involved, they're going to bleep it up. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. So Disney is being slammed uh, for the 1619 project on Hulu. 
Uh, a lot of people are boycotting the service. It uh, refuses to pay how much uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones was paid to present it. But they put together this 1619 project, not only forcing this nonsense down the throat of uh, workers in New York City by the uh, mayor there, not only are they trying to force CRT down kids' throats in schools. And, and literally a year ago, there were people on the left saying, no, it's not being taught. And now it's being defended. So you're being played. It's nonsense. It's a grievance industry. It's big race. It's big offense. People getting rich, making your kids thinking that they're racist and hating each other for skin color. But uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, by the way, I didn't know she grew up in Iowa with a black father and a white mother. What's her problem? Why she got to burr up her rear end? So they are running it on uh, on Hulu, and uh, a lot of people are not particularly pleased about uh, that. And, you know, this is where you, this is where you say, you know what, I uh, really don't want to have anything to do with it. And I don't think I'm going to watch it. Disney, I don't know, man. They're they're like uh, digging their own grave. I don't know what the deal is. But we're just tired of woke nonsense. Tired of the woke nonsense. Hey, let's talk about our uh, our vice president, shall we? This is kind of funny. Democrats are saying that Kamala Harris is not adept as a communicator. <laughs> it means she's not very smart. Democrats say Vice President Harris isn't adept as a communicator, is uh, underwhelming and has almost invisible in the brutal assessment of her political future. By the way, Washington Post shared the thoughts of more than a dozen Democrat leaders Monday with a number of them talking on condition of anonymity so they were able to speak more frankly about their concerns. Georgia Democrat Chair Jacqueline Bedapur. Yes, Betta Dupur uh, told the paper about Harris, uh, it doesn't help that she's not adept as a communicator. Uh, here she is uh, communicating uh, this week about, uh, about doing work. We are doing the work that is about collaborating around the small businesses that will need to do the work that will be the result of all the trillions of dollars we're putting into the infrastructure of our country, including... The tr almost trillion dollars that we're going to be putting into a whole new economy that is called a clean energy economy. Yeah, which is a, a total farce, by the way, and a total uh, shakedown of the American people. Here she is talking about uh, uh, educating your children with regard to uh, finances. This is th these are things you learn. Let's talk about how you get a line of credit. Who of us grew up with our parents talking about a phrase line of credit, right? This is th these are things you learn if someone takes the time to teach you because they know that's what community banks do did you hear the o at the very end she's using obama's o i'm, I'm serious listen to it teach you because they know that's what community banks because they do. know because they know she's been doing that i noticed it last week she did that oh and here she is uh, yesterday talking about school bus electric school buses and somebody said uh, well, are they still good they're green school buses and she said no no they're not green they're yellow and she loves yellow school buses are these new green buses going to keep their signature yellow color these are going to remain yellow school buses because who doesn't love a yellow school bus? They will remain yellow, but their heart will be green. Oh, that is so <laughs> neat. She's she's so smart. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? She's like childlike. Right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just there's something about the and and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus, right? <laughs> the wheels on the bus go round and round. Round and round, round and round. Kamala Harris went on and on, on and on and on. 
Jim Gossett. Kamala loves a yellow bus, yellow bus, yellow bus. How she made a great big fuss, this woman is a clown. The elevator don't reach the top, nope. reach the top, nope. reach the top. Nope. Kamala Harris has been a flop, let's run her out of town. Oh, they're going to. Her approval goes down and down, down and down, down and down. Support for her cannot be found, why keep her around? She's a big embarrassment, embarrassment, embarrassment. Why is she vice president? Her denseness has no bounds. Because <laughs> she uh, checked a couple boxes. I'm serious. There was an addition to that story. Hold on one second. It says here, uh, da, 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 da. despite there being uh, an assortment of female, black, gay, and Jewish candidates, Democrats went with by, uh, with uh, with her. And uh, the reason being is that she's a uh, woman and she's also black. Literally, Eric Allen, Cobb County Democrats, said that Hillary Clinton didn't check the boxes, but Kamala did. There you go. Yeah. See how that's working for us. Let's come back and wrap things up. This is the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. Have a glorious day. Make sure to check out the podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen. Uh, God bless you guys. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. See you then.